All right, we are back. Uh, I want to start off by issuing an apology. Uh, Gino was ready to go last week, but I was gallivanting around Chicago, dodging bullets, filming people, you know, just doing my job. Uh, But we're back. We will be coming live to you every week, providing matchup recaps, matchup previews, and everything in between. I know a lot of you have expressed your interest in this week's episode, and we are here now recording. Uh, Gino, we thought, built up some level of immunity to the cat. Think again. But uh, he is schwitzing out of his eyes right now. Uh, So we are, we're back, officially. Um, Gino's drunk, he's got allergies, and the Islanders are on. We are, we are back. Unfortunately, the weather hasn't really changed for us just yet. Um, thanks, Obama. But uh, we are going to go over a lot happened over the last two weeks. Uh, big matchups, some some mega transactions that worked out for some people who were trying to restructure. Some of them didn't. Um, and yeah, we're going to get into the recaps of last week's matchups uh and full disclosure this is a total wing job this week gino and i we're riffing uh and we're gonna have some fun so for all of you anti-football pussies cover your ears this one is gonna get rough and uh you know we've seen the last of john gruden uh it's the end of, of a generation the guy just said some things that you, you can't be saying these days, uh, and he did them with a paper trail. So learn your lesson there, uh, if nothing else. But also, those are bad things that he said. So, not uh, good, man. Not good, not good. John, you're an idiot. I knock hope you, I hope you, hope you learn your wood. lesson. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gino, you got anything to say before we we recap last week? Your cat sucks. Uh, That's all I got to say. R.I.P. Gruden, but bad guy. So as much as I loved, you know, him, his coaching philosophy and the impressions, uh, you know, got no one to cut ties. So, um, you know, not good to see Gruden go. But um, very, very, very excited to be back. I was very prepared last Thursday. Got a text late last Thursday saying you can't do it. Really just... Put a, a damper on my day, real kick in the nuts. But hey, Bobby Woods had you know a twenty point day. Daryl Henderson had a twenty point day. We'll get into that. So I guess it was a little bit of a karma. But uh, really, really excited to get back into it. The leaves haven't started changing yet, but those pumpkin spice beers are out. I'm drinking one right now, eight point one percent alcohol, ABU. So um, I've had about four of them. But uh, yeah, really, really excited to be back. And let's just jump into it because uh, we don't have that much time. All right, so last week we saw some big matchups. Uh, you know, I'll kind of set you up and, and let you talk through them quickly. But uh, first one I got on the docket here, the Iron Dome taking down the Phantoms, 115-92. Both teams here have alluded to the tank job. Um, this one was a stinker, but uh, I was glad to come out on top. Get my record to three and two. I'm still trying to figure out what my identity is, though. Correct. I couldn't have said it better. You're you're three and two, but you're kind of in this limbo stage. Um, as the Phantoms started off zero and two, then got to two and two, was tanking. And now he's not tanking. Russell Wilson's hurt, so now he's back to tanking. Now now all of a sudden she is interested. Um, I just want to say one thing about this matchup: 114.92 to 91.56. That's a combined total of 206.48 if both of you put together a score you would still lose to cosmic gumbo um, by about 30 points so that's just how much of a stinker this game was but congratulations to you for yeah but neither of us traded a f- uh what was it, two second round picks for jimmy garoppolo we're not talking we're not talking no, i'm just saying good week. we're not talking about that good Jim. week from the gumbo i still think that he's He's never going to live that one down. But, you know, I think for this matchup, you know, you have two guys who are, like you said, in that purgatory. Um, you came out on top barely. But uh, I think if Russell Wilson didn't get hurt, he might have added that extra 20 points. 
we'll see what Phantoms does uh, moving forward. He's been very creative thus far through the first five weeks. So I imagine that he's going to be a little bit more creative as uh, we turn the calendars to November and December here. Exactly. Our next matchup uh, featured the acidic hair curlers. My friend Gino on my right. Your boy. He took down Deshaun's massage parlor 198 to 164 in a heavyweight battle uh, that featured two of the league's higher scoring uh, teams. Gino, break it down. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick one. Deshaun's massage parlor, 164, right? That is the fourth highest scoring total of week five. So the only four people that scored higher than him were HHC, who he played, Cosmic Gumbo, his brother, the older of the Pouliers, and then Boats and Young Hoes at 199.39, which we'll get into in a bit. So if you have a 164-point week, you should win, but you ended up losing by 34. Sometimes in this league, Sometimes in this, you know, fantasy football outcome, you're just going to run into a buzzsaw, and you did this week. Lamar Jackson playing like an MVP. I got some guys back, including Teddy Bridgewater. Dawson Knox continues to produce. We finally saw a good Bobby Woods day. Uh, it, it's not a deterrent or a demerit on Deshaun Massage Parlor as much as it is just a highlight of the HHC and what they did approaching 200 points. But I think the DMP will be right in it. I think the HHC will be right in it. This is a heavyweight bout, as you mentioned before, just exchanging blows for blows. Um, and I, I really think that those two teams are going to be in contention as we move forward here to the playoff push. Yeah, uh, well said. And um, moving on, we had another very solid matchup uh, between Evil Stevie and Motley Jew. Evil Stevie coming out on top, 154 to 134. I don't have the scores in front of me, but mm -hmm. I believe it was a late uh, comeback. Hollywood. Yes, yes. Hollywood. Um, I think he needed 14 points from Hollywood. He ended up getting 31. So that total at the end is uh, he won by 20, but really the extra 18, 19 points there um, with just some icing on the cake or, or as we like to call it, kick in the dick. Um, as you guys know, Marquise Brown scored that late touchdown uh, in overtime, so that was just icing on the cake. But really, a, a really, really solid production from Kareem Hunt, really solid production from Antonio Brown. He put up 154 despite a goose egg from Kenny G, and despite a 14-point performance from Kyler Murray. He's actually trending down, which is why I think overall Evil Stevie's trending down. Uh, Motley Jew started off hot. He's ran into an injury, uh, you know, here with letting go of C-Mac. He had injuries to Saquon. Uh, you know, there's just not a lot of optimism there. Uh, we'll see exactly what he does. Um, they've both been pretty creative in terms of the waiver wire, but I, don't, I just don't see a lot of optimism here for Motley Jew despite the 134 uh, point output, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what he does in the future. I think Evil Steve is a little bit of a fraud, but obviously you have to tip your cap to the start so far this season. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Gina, where are you seeing those scores from last week? What, what page are you on for that? Are you going to go up to my leagues? Yep. Go over to four owners. Okay. Uh, no, hang on, wait. Um, reports, I'm sorry. Yeah. Reports. Franchise weekly results. Weekly results. There we go. Okay, there cool. I was go. I was just kind of on the fly there. Um, okay. Gino's got you, buddy. Gino's got me. Reliable. <laughs> reliable. Gino's got you. Reliable. Said Gino. no one ever. That's a terrifying uh, concept, but you got me there. Gino's got you. What with a Bud Light? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next matchup, we saw Boats and Young Hoes put an absolute beat down on Snake Eyes. Uh, just taking a quick look at the matchup there. Um, mm -hmm. Not a great performance from Z-Dub. And uh, Noel Fant also kind of dropped a dud. When you're starting two tight ends, it gets a little tough. And then you look on to the other side where Sanchez's quarterbacks went absolutely nuclear. Uh, there's not much math here, but uh, Gino, what, what did you see here? I think to start, this was one of the matchups that I was um, really upset we couldn't delve into last week. Because whenever you have Sanchez on one side and Tanelli on the other side, just to kind of sink your teeth into the matchups is, is great. 
Um, but as you said, Snake Eyes started off 2-0. We all knew he was fluky. We didn't know how fluky he really was. He's failed to break 100 now, um, so that's kind of concerning. I think he's going to be on the bottom of this totem pole in the Israeli division. Bozo Young-ho continues to impress. As you said, QB is going nuclear, just shy of 80 points combined from his two quarterbacks, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, he is a real, real championship contender. Uh, I like his um, you know, starting lineup, but I also like his depth too. He left A.J. Brown on his bench, but it turned out to be actually a smart sit. <laughs> um, I, I doubt that the $61 A.J. Brown is going to be on his bench uh, in, in the coming weeks, but actually at only 6.8 points, proved not to be that valuable this week. But uh, yeah, hats off to Sanchez doing a really, really good job. I think he just has to figure out that tight end spot. Um, but without that, you know, one blemish on the roster, he's got all the makings of a championship roster here in uh, year one of the corn. Yep, I agree. Um, he to say it, but I agree. Uh, <laughs> next matchup, we saw the Shrimp getting another big win by not much. One of my a ch one of my favorite units of measurement, uh, and I would say that this just this matchup very well defines that. Um, the the final score was one. 48.7 to 147.58. Uh, the Shrimp uh, really just had consistent output across the board to get this one done. He didn't really ride the back of anyone uh, having a massive performance. On the other hand, uh, Nadama Kong wouldn't really have been in this matchup at all hadn't Justin Herbert uh, flexed and, and gone off. So uh, close matchup, but I think... Um, it probably was closer than it should have been, and, and, and a really nice performance from the Shrimp, whose team is really rounding into form here. Yeah, you faded the Shrimp in, in mid-August, and I was a little skeptical on that fade. But the Shrimp here actually should have won by more because he sat Kyle Pitts, which was a very head-scratching uh, you know, move considering that he was playing against the Jets and he had a bond Blind loyalty, week. that was what that was. <laughs> it was blind loyalty. It ended up costing him about 22 points. Um, but if you look at Ndamukong and Jew, despite his you know, fantasy acumen, he sat Antonio Gibson. So Antonio Gibson puts up 23.7. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, granted he got hurt, only puts up 3.9. But from the matchup standpoint, you knew the Bills' defense was going to be pretty stout against the run. Uh, Antonio Gibson had a good week prior. He was building off of that week. The Saints defense, granted, is tough, but you know that's really the matchup of, of the week when you consider benching Antonio Gibson for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He ends up getting hurt. Um, there's some things Ndamukong Jew could, could fix from a roster standpoint. I think it's still pretty solid for him to make a push, but let's just never count the shrimp out. I don't care if he has one quarterback, two quarterbacks, or no quarterbacks. I'm not counting this guy out. He seems to have a little bit more foresight into his roster than we do. So I'm not counting him out anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not going to be quick to take back what I said, but I will certainly give him credit where credit is due. Um, we'll see where he ends up for the for the final rankings in the end of the season. But um, certainly far more competitive than I gave credit for initially. Um and finally, the, the matchup that I think everyone's been really waiting to hear about, which I think when you look at this, there's a chance we look back and, and this could be one of the highest point totals ever put out um, in the history of the league, just in week six of year one. A whopping 243 points. Uh, the Saints could have played twice and they still would have lost. Um <laughs> Obviously, anyone in the league would have lost, but uh, when, you, when you look at it that way, they can't be too upset about this matchup. But it, it was like the stars aligned, and that's with a, with a six bomb from A-Rob, uh, who, interestingly enough, got a raise uh, in this past transaction period. But mm -hmm. um, that being said, when you're, when you're rolling in the points, I guess you can just start throwing bones to your players and paying them to make them try to get back on track. Gino, what do you got here? Well, I'll start off with this. New Orleans Saints, 
I really feel bad for you guys. You're 0-5. You ran into an absolute buzzsaw. You know what their points against is after five weeks? 891. No other team has 800. Um, really, the closest team has 760. So we're about 130 off, which essentially is a whole week uh, for the amount of points against Jorlin Saints. So 0-5. It's been a really, really brutal start to this corn season, this corn era. Um, but let's flip the script and talk about Cosmic Gumbo, who is just looking like, and we were talking about even before the pod, uh, it's looking like a championship roster. You only started one quarterback because Jimmy G was hurt. And quite frankly, you don't have the best quarterback depth, not going to lie. But 35 from Derrick Henry, who is the number one point producer in all of the corn man as of week six. You have Alvin Kamara, who was struggling a little bit out of the gate and wasn't living up to his hype, but 29 points. Um, and then really good production from Mark Andrews on Monday. Really great production all year from Mike Williams. And then Kadarius Tony, a hidden gem as a rookie who you're going to want to hold on to. 280,000? Might want to hold on to that one. Those are IOUs. So Cosmic Gumbo, 243. I mean, just hats off. Congratulations. I feel really bad for Jorlin Saints. He has to go up against the HHC, i.e. me, this week. So hoping he goes 0-6, but it just has not been a very good start to the season for him. But Gumbo, continue to roll. And that is all from this week's, or sorry, last week's matchups. Um... As you all know, there were some waves made in the free agency pool. A lot of people attempted to uh, restructure contracts. Um, and for all of you naysayers out there that were saying, oh, it's, it's stupid. You could just, if you drop a guy, you can, um, you know, you can just get him for cheaper. Well, we saw that that wasn't the case. Uh, so we'll go over the top five uh, tran trades and transactions. There actually weren't any trades, but it felt like this was actually a bigger week than any trades could have uh, proven to be. So um, we mentioned it earlier, but I want to start with this one because it's pretty funny to me. And I, and I understand where his head was at, but uh, A-Rob was dropped by Cosmic Gumbo. And I think given the uh, way that the, the chips kind of fell on the table, he felt like he really had to go back out there and get them. So he was $21 when he dropped them. He reacquired him for $22. So that's the first, that's, that's yeah. the first time we've seen... Uh, was it a finance major, Jim? No, no, <laughs> I, we're seeing that. Uh, something about the balancing of the books, I think, must have been hard for him. But no, I, I mean, I think that that's, that's going to happen more often when uh, you miss the guy that you wanted to get with the drop and then you see that there's uh, a lot of money uh, available to be spent by your your league mates um if you really want that guy back on the squad you're gonna have to go pay for him so that was an interesting one but uh he's back on the squad for the gumbo the next um the next two sort of go hand in hand but uh the iron dome myself uh dropped juju rest in peace uh who was then picked up by the Phantoms for $11. He was on a $17 contract when I dropped him, felt a little expensive, he wasn't giving me much, and you know that Steelers offense has been pretty abysmal. Bradley went ahead and picked him up, and he immediately mushed him into a season-ending injury. Mushy, 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 mushy. Very, mush. very mushy. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of that transaction, uh, I was able to acquire Travis Etienne for a little bit of a discount, got him for $16. Very excited to kind of, you know, put him on a taxi squad. The guy uh, doesn't have any feet. Well, he's got feet. I don't. I think he well, he doesn't have toes. Mm. <laughs> but uh, he's gonna hang around. He's gonna learn from guys like Mixon and DeAndre Swift and and even Michael Carter. Uh, and we're hoping that when he comes back out there next year, he's gonna be able to make a difference. When Urban Meyer's gone, doing everything. <laughs> also, moment of silence for Urban Meyer. That guy is just. Herb. <laughs> he's struggling. Good job, Herb. Uh, and then the, the the big ones here, the real real big ones. Um, Z Phantoms dropped Dalvin Cook, who we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Would either of these guys make it uh, on the roster at, next year at the at the draft? Well, Dalvin Cook didn't even make it two weeks on Z Phantoms. Uh, he was dropped, 
and he was picked up by a new team. Uh, he's now employed by Motley Jew for $69, um, which was big for them. I think that they needed that, uh, and we'll, we'll see what type of impact he can make going forward. And finally, CMC dropped by Nadamakong and picked up by Z Phantoms. So if you look at it that way, Brad traded Mahomes for Dalvin and a first, and then he turned Dalvin into CMC. Uh, so very interesting. Um, the, the money was fairly similar, so I, it looks like Brad likes CMC more than he likes Dalvin. He definitely likes that first-round pick, but a lot of shakeup this week. I think we're going to continue to see it, and I think people are going to keep getting nabbed, and uh, it's going to make for interesting decisions when there's injuries and... You know, in, in this year one where we have these short rosters, these short benches, uh, I think you're going to, if you really want to make a, a, a run for the championship, you're going to have to get creative and do stuff like that. So it was, it was good to see this type of stuff happening in, in week five. And uh, we got a long way ahead of us. Um, so be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Yeah, no, I love the creativity. As we mentioned a few weeks prior, um, Brad has been one of the more creative owners thus far we have to still investigate if there's an aramont little you know tank job going on in terms of trading picks and you know one guy's at one five the other one wants to tank we also have to check into if there's a diaz albertini conspiracy going on uh you know you guys go to vegas and you guys go to myrtle and then one guy's two and three the other one's four and one trade and pick. So, you know, we're just going to have to look into everything. I don't think there's a heavy enforcement thus far, but um, we're going to get some, uh, you know, United Nations officials and uh, and, and go cross-border here. Yeah. But, you know, I, I love the activity, as we always said, and, and last week would have been a really good pod to kind of dissect all this information. Uh, shout out Gumbo. But I think this week, too, just kind of going over, it's only October 14th. It's only week six. It's only year one. You know, there, there's a lot more to get into. So, uh, you know, try and hold your load. I know sometimes it's tough, especially for me, Jim. But, you know, try and hold your load here, guys, because we have a lot of fantasy trades and content to get into uh, as we turn the calendar here. Couldn't have said it better myself, Gino. And we're back. We're back into the, the previews. Uh some very very interesting matchups this week teams that need wins teams so psyched teams that have a lot of wins who are looking to pile on to that and uh just some good storylines so i'm gonna go ahead and start uh laying this one up for you gino the first matchup we're gonna take a look at is z phantoms yeah taking on the shrimp in sure a, in a very interesting matchup i think two teams that uh as as i'm looking at it now are separated by a point in their mm-hmm. in their projection so we'll, we'll call this one a pick them but uh the phantoms coming in two and three taking on the three and two shrimp uh i think both of those records are you know not nothing too surprising uh but both of these guys i think i think want to get a win mm-hmm. um not really sure but uh yeah um i take a look at this one and i i I don't know. It's really this one's a hard one for me to project. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead without really doing any any looking at the rosters and breaking down the matchups. I'm gonna go ahead and take the shrimp here. Uh, this is like a little bit of a retribution pick for me. Um, he's proven me wrong all year, and uh, I want to keep playing that shrimp song. So uh, go get it done, riding riding on the back of just Baker Mayfield. But uh, you got Uncle Lenny, and he's uh, he's coming on strong. So I'm taking the shrimp in this one, uh, 120 to 116. Ooh, close one. Here's the thing about this matchup. Two weeks ago, the Phantoms had these two guys as their starting quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. This week, the Phantoms is rolling out at their quarterback, Sam Darnold, Justin Fields. While I like those two for the future, it's certainly a – downgrade for the current from what you had two weeks ago. Now, granted, one of them was from injury and and one of them you traded away, but we're talking about the now. We're talking about week six, October 14th. We're delving into this matchup specifically. So I don't think there is a massive 
advantage here against the shrimp like there is on a weekly basis from a quarterback standpoint. We've talked about it for four weeks, how you're just rolling out Baker Mayfield, you're gonna get shelled every single week. But this week, I kinda like Baker Mayfield. I really like him at home against the cards. The cards are due for a loss. He gets the ball rolling too with Leonard Fournette tonight. Um, the, the Eagles don't have a great defense. If you add Aaron Jones and James Robinson to that backfield mix, I really like that. Granted, if C-Mac plays, I would expect him to score around 15 to 20. Javante Williams, I can't see putting up more than 15. Um, then when you get into the wide receivers, you still have DK, who's still going to be productive with Geno Smith. You saw that last week. Geno Smith came in, still threw a touchdown to DK Metcalf. I think Tyler Lockett is going to be the one to suffer. Um, but you have to love Justin Jefferson. You have to love Thielen with those matchups um, You know, this week. I also love Hunter Renfro. I mean, say what you want about Denver, but I think in the slot is where they're most exposed. But the Phantoms will be putting up pretty good points from the wide receivers as well. Jamar Chase has been a beast and will continue to be. Deontay Johnson is the number one. And DJ Moore having that connection with Sam Darnold, um, despite who they play. But uh, obviously this week against the Vikings, I, I think there should be points. The Rondell Moore thing, only 5.18 points projected. So that's why I think this matchup on paper is you know a little bit of a fraud because the Phantoms should be favored by a little bit more. Um, they're actually not favored right now, but they actually should be favored. Rondell Moore shouldn't be projected five points. He should be projected double digits. Um, however, that being said, what's really interesting about this matchup is you have Jono Smith against Hunter Henry, both two New England Patriot tight ends, and I would have to give the edge just how they're playing to Hunter Henry. Um, when all said is done at the end of the day, I think the Phantoms get this done. I do. Uh, as much as I love the shrimp all year, as much as I'm going to continue to back the shrimp this week, I can't. I have to go with the roster. I'm going to give it the Phantoms the win. It's going to be close. It's going to be 124 to 118. Both teams 3-3 three and three at the end of this week. All right. I respect that. We're, we're against each other, so that's good. It's always nice to get a little bit of uh, variety with our... Well, their picks. Variety's nice. It is nice, Gino. All right, next matchup, we have Deshaun's Massage <laughs> Parlor. He's a bad guy, I heard. The, the, the owner of the team. Deshaun, I Deshaun, heard. but bad the guy. owner, too. I mean... Oh, he's a worse because, guy. Because he, was, he knew what was going... I, I heard there were a lot of like complaints to HR in that massage parlor. Yeah, I heard that, And the that owner too. didn't do anything about he it. He came so. on our pod. He did he, come on our pod. He could have been more of a scum. He was, he was very coy when we were, when we were he asking... He stood on him. your floor, kicked your cat. Yeah, it was fucked up. Dude, but anyway... Really not nice, but... Um, this is this is another matchup of two of a team that's three and two taking on a team that's two and three. Both mm -hmm. would like to get wins. Nobody yeah. wants to be five hundred except for Jeff Fisher. Uh, <laughs> he loves the five hundred. Jeff game. Fisher's a good guy, by Jeff the way. Jeff Fisher lives for five hundred. He does, but he also he's such a better person than Gruden is. <laughs> Tell you uh, what, man. But uh, <laughs> taking a look at this matchup. Um, we have a team here that is going to roll out one quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He's playing tonight. We are recording on Thursday night. I don't love the matchup. I think he's a guy who uh, has a nice floor because of his running ability. And I and I believe that the uh, Bucks aren't going to be afraid of Miles Sanders. Um, I, I actually see, not that, I don't think he's playing in this matchup here, but I actually see a big game coming for Kenny Gainwell tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I don't I don't see Jalen Hurts uh, getting a lot of run tonight. And I, maybe I'm saying that because I'm playing against uh, Keith in our other league and he's rolling out Hurts, so I'm, maybe that's just wishful thinking. But mm -hmm. um, Dak I like, even though I think Bill is going to subdue him a little bit. And uh, I think just when you're rolling out two quarterbacks, uh you have the advantage here. Uh, Motley Jew's going to roll out their new shiny toy in Dalvin Cook. And um, I, I'm going to go with Motley Jew to right the ship this week. I am going to take those points. Uh, give me Motley Jew 130 to 121. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have agreement with you, but I think we're going to get there a little bit differently. So let's just start off with Jalen Hurts. Through five weeks, look at the point total. 30, 24, 20, 30, 24. Now he's facing a Bucks defense who has a riddled secondary, who's giving up the second most points to quarterbacks. 
I love Jalen Hurts in this matchup. I do. I really, really do. But I think it stops there with Deshaun's massage parlor. You have Dak Prescott who's taken up maybe a little bit of a harder matchup because of the conditions up in Foxborough. You have Tannehill's gun against a harder defense in Buffalo, but I still think the two quarterbacks is going to outweigh the one. Um, you have Tony Pollard, who's really not an RB1 and really hasn't been since that week two game against the Chargers. Jonathan Taylor, I don't know why Frank Third Reich does not <laughs> use him more. I mean, holy crap. The guy within the first five minutes of the game on Monday night broke a 76-yarder. You're like, okay, that guy's going to go off for 55 points. I'll tell you what, I was sweating it out because Deshaun's massage parlor had Jonathan Taylor on Monday night. I'm like, if they just keep using him like they should be using him, he's going to score 30 points. Now he has the Texans. That's pretty good. Damian Williams going against Green Bay. They're a little bit injured, so I do like that matchup. But again, if you have a healthy Dalvin Cook, I do like that. I expect his floor to be anywhere around 15, 20. Devontae Booker should eat up volume. Um, here's where it comes down to, and I think here's where the game's actually going to be decided. TJ Hawkinson, right? has not been the same tight end after week two. Darren Waller, granted, hasn't been the same tight end after week one, but I, I still like his matchup a little bit more. But as we get into the bottom of these wide receivers, Calvin Ridley's on a bye for DMP. Motley Jew just doesn't have a good receiving core, but I think it evens out because DMP is rolling out KJ Osborne, Quez Watkins tonight. <laughs> It's just, what are these guys that he's rolling out? But then again, you look at Motley Jew, and he's rolling out a Devontae Parker in London against Jacksonville. I like the matchup. Khalif Raymond. Do we even, is Devontae Parker playing this week? He's questionable. I think he is going to play. Khalif Raymond, Holy Cross grad. He was coached by Tom Gilmore, who should be fired. Um, so he he's actually had a pretty good past two weeks. I'm not going to lie. If you look at the stats, 11 and 19. Um, I still think he's going to produce. But I think at the end of the day, though, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a very low-scoring game. If Dak Prescott is able to put up north of 20, is Ryan Tannehill able to put up north of 20, you get 40, 45 from your quarterbacks when the opposition is only starting one. I think you have to lean Motley Jew. Very, very, very tight matchup. Very low-scoring. It's going to be ugly football. Um, give me Motley Jew 124 to DMP's 118. I think both teams are 3-3 three and three at 500 at the end of this week. All right. And I just want to uh, take a second to highlight a quote that we have from the fantasy preview. Uh, this is from Motley Jew coaches Deuce Schwartz and Jason Steinman. They said, we have to come out of the locker room fired up. <laughs> and to me... That's why I picked them this week. I just think that they have their mind in the right place. Uh, and they got the boys fired up. They got some new pieces. And uh, I think they're going to have the guys getting ready you, to play. You have Stein, the GM, you know, smart with the money. You have Ducey, the coach on the field. Exactly. I just think that they're not going to go to two and four. EP started off hot, but he's a little inflated and, and in the head. When, you know, every time that there is a win in that Motley Jew locker room, uh, Mr. Simon's always bringing the best IPAs. To, to the locker room. The best. Yeah, the best. But he charges his, his teammates for him, which is kind of funny. That's up. a rumor, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what do they say? used to be a where piece of shit. Where there is smoke, there is a fire? I, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Hasidic hair curlers at... This is an away game for the curlers. At the New Orleans Saints. This is a 2-3 and three versus 0-5 stink bomb here. No, I'm just kidding. These are two good teams that uh, have, have taken on a lot of... Uh, points against um, the the projection currently is 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 a little bit larger than I suspected it to be. Uh, Gino's coming in as I believe, if I'm reading this right, like a 12 point favorite. Uh, I I think the quarterback room, while right now the project actually it doesn't really the projections are pretty close. Uh, to me, this one comes down to whether or not Mahomes is Mahomes. Um, Derek Carr and the Raiders, who knows how they're going to play this week. I, I get the sense that they knew about what was going on with Gruden last week, uh, and that's why they l played such a stinker. But uh, it's hard to know. Like, Are they going to be 
trying to do the like this is behind us we don't care we're just playing football or are they gonna like own it and and um it's gonna be interesting that being said the chubb henderson boyd Diggs, mike evans robert woods and then dawson knox kind of came out of nowhere i i gotta lean with gino here um I can't believe I'm going to say that the Saints are going to go to 0-6 because they've made some big moves. Um, But I'm going to take Geno here, uh, and I think he's going to outscore his projection. I got him 140 to 122. Nice. As we're talking, I think the Islanders are reviewing a goal by Barzell. Uh, you're, you're allowed to kick it in this year, which is interesting. It's yeah. not an official rule, but they're calling it. They're, they're calling really letting you use your feet. The Sens just scored one uh, with yeah, their feet. Yeah, I saw that. I, I uh, think this one's a goal, too, to be honest with you. We'll, we'll see, but let's delve into this matchup. As we said at the top of the show, no team has let up more points than the JOS. Um, I feel bad for you guys. You have gotten bent over and raped like a fucking you know skinny-ass boy in prison. Yeah, you like that, boy. But I'll tell you what. That was rough. I'll tell you what, Teddy Bridgewater healthy against the Raiders. Lamar Jackson, who essentially is, what, the second highest point producer in all of corn behind Derrick Henry, um, he's going to eat as well. What I love about Lamar Jackson, I mean, granted, he could run on third down and he could get those first downs, but I, I really think his passing ability, his composure in the pocket has increased a little bit. Uh, not a lot, but a little bit enough to really exploit some of those defenses. Uh, gotta love Lamar Jackson. Gotta love what he's doing. Hard to go against that. Granted, on the other end of the spectrum, you have Patrick Mahomes playing against the Washington R-Words. They're going to be a little bit upset after a 2-3 and three start. So I'm projecting around, you know, 35 to 40 from Mahomes himself. So I think the quarterback toll is probably going to be even. But like you said, I think once you get into the teeth of this matchup, um, and the meat and potatoes. I, I really like myself, the HHC. Nick Chubb going against a, a Cardinals defense who doesn't really uh, protect against the run that well. Um, they get after the passer and they play well with a lead, but if they're behind, watch out. I think the Browns are going to roll all over them. Daryl Henderson against the Giants, I think he'll roll all over them. Um, I am scared about Najee Harris. I'm not going to lie. Zach Moss. What do you Mike, mean? Najee Harris is the... Oh, you're scared to play I'm, against I'm him. I'm scared. Yeah. He's, I'm, the, he's the number one receiver on the Steelers. I'm, I'm scared to play against Najee yeah. Harris. Um, I'm also scared that Zach Moss might get, you know, 12 carries, 40 yards, but two touchdowns. Um, so I think it's going to be even. But once we get into the receivers, that's where I think I'm going to eventually, eventually, you know, break away. And I say eventually in quotations here, meaning Monday night. So I have Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox on Monday night. I still think that that's around a 40-point production out of those two, to be honest with you. Um, the A.J. Green story is fun. I just don't think A.J. Green's going to put up more than 15. I think Pittman's a beast with a great matchup against the Texans. I think Waddle's a really good rookie and has a great matchup against the Jaguars. But again, you look at it. Mike Evans against the Eagles. Robert Woods against the Giants. Tyler Boyd against the Lions. I mean, there's just too many good matchups for me to bet against myself. And just the way that this season has been playing out for the Jorland Saints, 0-5 already. <laughs> you have to think 0-6. Do I cover the 13-point projection, the 12-point projection? Probably not. But then again, I mean, you also just got absolutely ass-raped last week by 243 from the gumbo. So I'm going to give myself the win. I'm going to say 141 to 135. I think the Jewelland Saints keeps it close, and I think I win by the scare of uh, by the skin of my chinny-chin-chin on Monday night, Diggs and Dawson Knox. Yeah, and we have another, we have a really inspirational quote here from uh, the, the JOS coach, Zach Rupert. I guess they kind of just slammed their heads together, and they're like a Siamese twin now, but... Uh, this season is a marathon, not a sprint. I think that's, you know, it's really all you can say when you're 0-5. Um, but I think it's uh, it's inspirational for the boys in the locker room, and uh, hopefully they take it to heart and you beat this scumbag that's sitting next to me. Our, me? Yeah, that's you. You're the scumbag. Our next matchup, 4-1 Evil Stevie taking on the 2-3 and three Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes? <laughs> I'm uh, looking at this one. It looks like Snake Eyes did not set his lineup because we got Quintez in there whose shoulder exploded into a million pieces last week. So 
This this projection is a little skewed. Uh, Gino, I don't know if you could pull up the, the roster of Snake Eyes, maybe take a guess at who he might fill in there. Um, or not. Of the Snake Eyes, who he's going to project? Who is he going to put in for Quintez? Well, Who's, I mean, right now, Snake Eyes, I don't know if rolling out Quintez is Well, going, he's not. He's out for the year. He's out for the year. Okay, so he's definitely not going to be rolling out Snake Eyes. I was going to say, I don't think anyone who's going to fill that slot, that roster slot, is going to beat Evil Stevie. Um, just because I don't like his roster. Listen, guy, I just wanted a guess as to who he was going to put it's into the be, slot. You can't produce that guess for me, apparently. I mean, I think... He's already starting Nicole Hardiman. Jameson Crowder's on a bye. Uh, Elijah Moore's on a bye. It's getting pretty thin here. It's going to be Tim Patrick, but he's already starting. It's going to be Rashad Perriman. I don't know, Jim. I mean, this yeah, is... Yeah, there's not a lot of options. There's not a lot of options. So you might as well just roll out Quintez Cephas and, and yeah, you put can't up Yeah, you can't get negative points from him. Can't get negative points. Hey. I mean, again, we stood at the top of the show. This team is trending in the wrong direction. Um, even though I think Evil Stevie has gotten really, really lucky through the first five weeks, I, I just do not see him losing to Snake Eyes. Uh, Kirk Cousins playing a, a good defense in Carolina this week. They're going to be upset after losing two in a row. Uh, defensively, the Panthers have done everything to win games. It's just offensively they haven't been able to score. Um, so I think that defense is going to play. Again, Snake Eyes only rolling out one quarterback. With Zach Wilson on a bye, Evil Stevie rolling out both Kyler Murray and Stafford. So huge advantage there. Melvin Gordon playing the Raiders. We don't know what the Raiders are going to look like, and the Raiders haven't been great against the run. Kareem Hunt has been white, W-H-I-T-E, hot against the Cardinals. Kareem Hunt, four touchdowns in three weeks. This guy is playing out of his mind. He's going to continue to roll. Antonio Brown, 32-point week last week. I don't expect that again. Give me around 15 to 20 points. Hollywood Brown saved Evil Stevie last week. Again, not going to be 30, more like 15 to 20. Clay, uh, Chase Claypool. Well, you have no Juju Smith-Schuster, right? You have a leaky Sid secondary in Seattle. I think he's going to get a lot of points. But the guy that we haven't even mentioned yet is DeAndre Hopkins. And you know why I haven't mentioned him yet? Because he's been outproduced by Antonio Brown, Marquise Brown, and Chase Claypool all in the last two weeks. I think a big bounce back week is expected for DeAndre Hopkins, even though I think the Cardinals are going to lose. Ricky Seals-Jones with the injury from Logan Thomas gets kind of put in and thrust into that tight end one spot. So the five-point nine, the six-point projection, I think it's going to be a little bit higher. Um, and that's already an 18-point projection over Snake Eyes. I just don't see a lot of points from this Tonelli team. I said it before, Tyler Lockett is going to suffer the most with the injury to Russell Wilson. I can't really trust Tim Patrick. Mecole Hardeman, maybe if, and that's a big if, Tyreek Hill doesn't play. Keenan Allen, sure, that's the home run. But besides that, there's really nothing else. Um, Travis Kelsey could put up 20. He could put up 50. I still think Tonelli's going to lose. Give me Evil Stevie, and I don't think it's close. 136 to 118. Blowout double-digit win. And Evil Stevie is going to increase his division lead as he improves to 5-1. and one. Yeah, and uh, there's bad blood between these two teams. And that's a quote from Snake Eyes coach Alex Tonelli. What is that? What are you up to? Gino's doing some weird shit over here. I don't know what to tell you guys, but Tonelli appears to be, he's not taking the high road. He's going to talk his shit, and uh, this one's going to be a battle. I think it's I think gonna, it's a terrible team. I think it's going to be in the trenches, and uh, I still am going with Stevie. I think the quarterback is where it ends. Um, 135 to 113. Um, our next matchup featuring the Nadamakong Jew. Two and three, taking on myself, the Iron Dome, who are three and two. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't really know what my team is all about. I got four starting quarterbacks on the roster, which I feel pretty good about, but uh, it's kind of been a bumpy road for those guys so far this season. But uh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the projections here, and they feel a little bit disrespectful for some of my guys. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown with a five point three point projection. I mean. 
he's he's arguably the wide receiver one now on that team. I know Goff is throwing him the ball, but they're playing behind in literally every single game. And then you got Austin Hooper, a 5.9 project, point projection. He hasn't been amazing, but he's got the potential to score a touchdown any given week. So the the current line is like 15 points. Uh, I think I'm definitely a rightful underdog, but I think that 15 points is a little high. Um I'm going to take myself here because it's close enough that I think I can do that. Wow. Um, Nicholson backing himself. I don't think Shocker. it's going to I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game, but uh give me the Iron Dome 122 to 118. So I'll, I'll agree with you on a few things. I think the projection of 5.38 for Amon Ross St. Brown is a little low. I think the projection 5.95 for Austin Hooper a little low. But do I agree with you that Nadamik and Jew is going to lose this game despite being a 14-point favorite? No. I think Nadamik and Jew is one of those guys who's gotten very, very unlucky through the first five weeks. Again, we have to remember, he has Justin Herbert and he has Aaron Rodgers. Right there, that's got to be 50 points minimum. 50 points minimum. CHE, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, is hurt. I think that helps him because now he doesn't have this decision of who should I start. He throws in Darrell Williams. Josh Jacobs is healthy despite a really bad matchup. And Antonio Gibson is going to continue to be rolling. Granted, the Redskins, or I'm sorry, the R-Words are going to be playing catch-up a lot of the times. But I like those three running backs. On the other side, you have Mixon, you have Swift. Grand, you can't go wrong there. But let's get into the wide receivers. Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, CeeDee Lamb going up against Cortland Sutton, who's the number one in Denver. T. Higgins, who missed two weeks prior, but came back and had a pretty productive game. Brandon Cooks, you know, again, we was like, oh, he's quarterback immune, but then all of a sudden he's had two straight weeks with duds. I still think he finds a way in garbage time to put up a somewhat valuable game, but I think we're all sleeping on Mike Gusecki. Once Jacoby Brissett came in, Mike Gusecki has been very, very valuable to this offense, and I think he's going to be productive against the fighting herbs in London. I think this is a close one. I think it's a low-scoring one. I really do like your optimism, Iron Dome. But again, I just think Nadamik and Jew is one of those teams who've gotten dicked and gotten a little bit jobbed to the first five weeks. I think he gets the win here. Give me Nadamik and Jew, 127, Iron Dome, 119. All right, I respect you. And then both teams, again, this is a theme with the pod. Both teams go to three and three. Oh, we have a lot of parity in this league. It's going to be a lot of three and threes. Yep. Um, and the Islanders are tied. What the fuck? The Domicong Jew coach, Craig Diaz-Albertini, said, we have to dictate the tempo. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe they got the maybe they got the early slate, and they want to get a nice lead England. going. Yeah, they got the England. Kaseki. Yeah, of course, of course. But then you have Jones, so I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what that quote was, bro. <laughs> going to be interesting, but... This you, game is for bragging rights, you, you say. You sound like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and finally... The game of the week as chosen by our overlords at my fantasy league but i think they got it right i mean this is a big boy matchup the three and two boats are taking on the four and one gumbo coming off a monster 243 point performance can they follow it up gino let's see absolute jank fest by gino right now playing the music through his computer Look, here's the thing. This is the game of the week, and I think both of these two teams are right now one and two in terms of how I view them power ranking-wise. Uh, I've said it before, I think Evil Stevie's a little bit of a fraud, even though he's sitting at you know a mighty 4-1 record. But look at his points, 4-7-61, right? You have Cosmic Gumbo with 8-22. You have Boats and Hoes with 8-13. So... No other team has scored over 800 points besides these two teams. It is literally the two highest scoring totals through the first five weeks playing in this matchup. I think Cosmic Gumbo, it's really hard to go against him after what he did last week, but then let's not forget Boats and Hoes put up 199 last week. You have Josh Allen against the Tennessee Titans who are allowing the most points to wide receivers. You have Tom Brady tonight or tomorrow, whenever you're listening, to 
the Philadelphia Eagles. And keep in mind, this is one of the two teams that he lost the Super Bowl to. He's not going to want to play bad, Jim. Yeah, he had one bad game in Foxborough, but it was windy, it was cold. He's going to put up 25 to 30. Then on the other side, Cosmic Gumbo is starting Big Ben and Geno Smith. Well, that's what you that's what you get when you trade uh, two second round picks for for uh, Jimmy G. Don't love that. And like, granted, you could sit here and say, well, last week I only started one quarterback and I put up two forty three. But yeah, I mean, let's take a stack class. I, I I just find those stats hard to replicate. Geno Smith and Big Ben are actually playing each other this Sunday night. They're both projected around four. What is the over under in that game? Like twenty nine points. <laughs> It's not 29, but I'll tell you the projection of those two guys right now are 30. I'd be shocked, shocked if the total of those two guys are over 40. So I'm saying I don't think both of them combined put up over 40 points. Derrick Henry plays a very, very tough Buffalo Bills defense. Alex Madison was great when Dalvin Cook's not in the lineup, but apparently Dalvin Cook's going to be in the lineup. Miles Sander, where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Bobby Fisher, where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Tyreek Hill, probably going to bounce back. Kadarius Toney, probably going to be the one. Mike Williams, probably going to be the one. Mark Andrews, probably going to be the one. Not worried about the bottom half of that roster. It's the top half. On the other side, A.J. Brown. I know a lot of people are saying $61. That's way overvalued. And while I agree with that, I still think A.J. Brown is going to be pretty productive from here on out. He's had a very, very slow start to the season, but he's going to be productive here on out. Cooper Cup is the number one receiver. So I still think he's going to eat. Emmanuel Sanders has been great, and you've got him for cheap. I love that matchup against the Titans. Devontae Smith will get it started tonight against a very leaky, very injured Buccaneers defense. And Evan Ingram, I mean, finally coming alive after a few years, catching passes from the backup quarterback. Um, You know, and I still think Evan Ingram is going to produce in garbage time against the Rams. Zeke and Austin Eckler. You know, probably right now ranking as, what, the third and the fourth best running backs behind your Derrick Henrys uh, of the world. I like Boats. I like Sanchez. He's favored in this by only 1.5, but I think he actually blows the roof out of Cosmic Gumbo. I'm going high here. Boats and Young Ho's 180. Cosmic Gumbo, 140. That's a blowout. Uh, I do do like Sanchez. Blowout. I'm going to take him in this matchup. Uh, I think there's some big time regression coming for Gumbo, especially when you can you turn that shit off. Especially when you look at the quarterbacks, um, that could be like a 30, 40 point swing right it there. Could. And but, it's Monday night too. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, but I'm not taking. I'm not gonna project 180. It could happen, but I'm gonna go boats 145, Cosmic Gumbo 130. That's going to do it for our projections for this week. And we're going to get back now into your favorite segment, the Fade Geno 5. And I want to come to you first and give you the current tally. Uh, Nicholson is 6-2 and two with his picks. Geno is 3-5. and five. So you know what to do. I don't have to tell you. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my picks to start it off uh, this week. G- Gino just keeps telling me I'm square. But if being square means winning money, then I'm Man, cool with it. Man, it's hip to be square. Yes. Don't sing ever again on this pod, though. But I will be, for my first pick, it's a it's a team that I've been backing so far this year, and they've been pretty good to me. Uh, I am taking the Packers. Minus five and a half on the road against the Bears. I know it's a divisional matchup. I know that these teams hate each other, and it's a classic rivalry, but I just don't think they're in the same uh, ballpark. I think the Packers are better. I've watched Fields, quite frankly, struggle. And um, to me, the team on the side of the ball that I'll be backing is just a much more well-rounded team. Six points. I can see them winning by that. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to ride the the hot hand, if you will. My next pick, not as square. I'm still taking a favorite here, but a, a not great team. I'll be taking the Bengals minus three and a half on the road against the lions. I think I could possibly get myself in trouble in this one, but, um, 
Could I see them winning by four points? Absolutely. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, they're calling that a throat injury. His head hit the ground at like 70 miles per hour last week, and he I think he played like two snaps later. I, I, don't, I don't know why they have concussion analysts on the field. That man was unconscious on the field last week, like legitimately asleep. And he came, I know everyone's talking about he came in and, and threw a 70-yard touchdown on his next play, but that ball should have been intercepted. Uh, whatever, he came back, he won the game. And did he win the game? No, he didn't win the game. Burrow? No, no. he lost. But he played. But he it play, was pretty, pretty close. He didn't, he didn't look like a guy who was out cold a couple minutes ago. So anyway, my point is that offense has actually looked pretty solid, and I think uh, he's sh- shaken off the cobwebs. Uh, he looks confident standing in the pocket now, slinging the ball. They're going to get a, a healthier version of T. Higgins back, and I think Mixon's going to be, be able to go at, at 100%. I just like it. I, I know it, it. You know, Detroit, they're biting off kneecaps and stuff, but give me the team with the higher-powered offense here in, in a matchup that I don't think is going to feature too much defense. Yeah, um, I actually like that a lot. My first pick of the week and – Say whatever you want about me being uh, Faye Gino, me being bad. Um, you know, I only give two picks on this segment, okay? There's there's 16 games a week. Now, granted, this week with some buys, but um, if we could expand our horizon to more than two games a week, we'll, we'll see who the sharp one is. But anywho, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns minus three against the Arizona Cardinals. It's a very simple play. Cleveland Browns ranked sixth overall in total DVOA. Arizona Cardinals, granted, have a very good DVOA, but I think 5-0 is a little inflated. They had a really, really good week one from a defensive standpoint against the Titans. They got pretty lucky week three against Jacksonville, and they also got pretty lucky last week facing a rookie quarterback at home. If that was anyone else, I think Cardinals actually lose that game outright. And they got lucky with the cover. So I think the public is kind of all over them because they've been their darling so far through five weeks. Kyler Murray's flashy. Kyler Murray's going to be that MVP favorite. But let's sink our teeth into the actual Cleveland Browns. They're a very, very good running team. They get after the quarterback. That is a success for playing with the lead. If this Cleveland Browns team could get to a lead, they will run the ball and they will run the ball effectively. They showed last week that they could, could put up 40 plus points. They put up 42 points against the Chargers on the road. If they are facing the Arizona Cardinals, and from what I am hearing right now, the weather is going to be absolutely chaotic. It's going to be windy. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be shitty in Cleveland mid-October, October 17th. It is going to be bad weather. That favors the Cleveland Browns. If you're going to tell me Kyler Murray is going to run around and make a bunch of plays, I would say, is he doing it at home in a dome? No, he's not. He's going to do it on the road in Cleveland. I just don't like it. And at the end of the day, too, you have to use a little bit of simple man's logic is that teams aren't going to go 16-0. They just aren't, or in this case, 17-0. They just aren't. And I, I think that the Cleveland Browns are a little bit underrated from the public because they lost that week one game against the Chiefs, and they lost that game last week against the Chargers. Those are two really, really close losses. They're three and two. If one of those games goes their way, they're four and two. If both of them go their way, they're five and oh. And to be honest with you, it came down to a player two. So I think they're a lot better than what the public thinks. And I think that the Cardinals are not as good as the public thinks. I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna say 27-24. Give me the Cleveland Browns, minus two and a half right now. Minus three, that's going to hit. We will see, probably won't. But that is all this week. Uh, we are very... I have my second game. Oh, I just I just kind of assumed that it wouldn't matter. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh. Hey, you're, bringing, you're bringing all the analytics into it. It hasn't, it hasn't seemed to help you. It hasn't helped me. My second game is an easy one. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half on the road. I know a lot of people like to take the Kansas City Chiefs when they're at home. To be honest with you, this is the spot to take them. They're on the road. They're pissed off. They're two and three. They're under a touchdown right now, minus six and a half. I would get them now while they're hot. I wouldn't wait to the weekend until they're minus seven. The Kansas City Chiefs offense 
can produce points. It's the defense that is letting up a lot of points. So in my opinion, I think this Chiefs gets some turnovers, gets some sacks, gets some very costly and timely stops from the defensive standpoint. Uh, it's very, very similar to the week four game that they played in Philly when they rolled and covered the Eagles. Uh, I just can't trust this Washington football team to do anything. Um, I think that that week four game against the Atlanta Falcons is very overrated. Um, you saw them came down to earth last week against the Saints. I just can't trust this team really to put up points and to stop anyone. The Chiefs are very, very hungry after starting off two and three. If they were four and one, it'd be a different story, but they're two and three. I think they win this game, and I think they win this game very comfortably. I'm going to say 34 to 20, so it's going to be a two touchdown output. But again, people are off the Chiefs now just because of their record, but let's sink our teeth into how good this team actually is. They've had a lot of turnovers the first five weeks, a lot of turnovers, and they've played some really good teams Chargers, Bills, Ravens. Give me the Chiefs. Give me a minus six and a half. I'll take it all the way up to seven and a half. I like the Chiefs, like I said before, 34 to 20. You done now? Hang on. <laughs> You're done now. I'm done now. Uh, Gino's been doing a lot. Now of, I'm done. Gino's been doing a lot of teeth sinking this this week. Uh, that's all. We're happy to be back. Uh, again, apologies for the missed episode. I know you guys were fiending for some corn content, but... Um, we're back. We're gonna give it to you. We've been having we've been having a hard time booking uh, talent uh, to come onto our show. So reach out, hit us up on uh, Group Me. Let us know if you want to join the pod next week, and uh, that's gonna be all. We're about to head out to the bar. We're gonna meet uh, Snake Eyes and the Shrimp for a couple of pops. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, and make sure to eat that corn. Thank you.